Hey, before we hop into this episode, let's talk about why your website and digital presence isn't working. Now, I know what you're thinking, Michael, we talk all about the websites all the time. You talk about the websites, the website's a hammer, yada, 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 we get it. But for real though, it's shocking to me how much guesswork still takes place and how it's having a detrimental effect on what opportunities you are able to leverage. Now, over the last decade, especially for the OGDP beers, you know I've poured my soul into assembling a team that cares deeply about the progress of the retail auto industry, that believes in my mission to enrich and empower dealers to perpetually grow. Now I'm making my amazing marketing team accessible to the dealer playbook community so that you can start to thrive rather than merely survive. Right now, we're providing a just-for-you free website diagnostic that will show you exactly what you need to do in a priority sequence so that you can finally get the answers you need. Claim yours by visiting www.flexdealer.com forward slash website audit. That's www.flexdealer.com forward slash website dash audit. We see a lot of the motions, right? We it, we could go on Facebook right now and we would see car sales professional after car sales professional all mimicking one another because they all, you know, it's a human nature. We always think that what somebody else is doing mm-hmm. is the right thing for us to be doing. And so we need to get on the bandwagon. And so, so what do we see, Paul? We see pictures of customers being forced against their will to hold up a white, <laughs> a white billboard that says you should be here, you know, sort of a thing. Um, and then we go Help home and me. we're like, yeah, we go home and we're like, we're building our brand. But what does it actually mean to you? Like, what what are some actions you think professionals in our in our beloved industry could be taking today to just provide them more clarity so that they're not feeling the pull to just do what everybody else is doing? Think of that. That's hilarious. That thought held against their will. That'd be a funny piece of content. They're just you smiling. And you smiles, just dude. They're like. Right. Uh, can we hold this? Right. Can I just get out of here? Yeah, the salesperson's way happier than the customer in the picture. Right? Um, in our industry, specifically, we're speaking about sales professionals, and um, you know, it then could be like uh, management and dealer person personnel as well, because I think um, everyone can benefit when people lean into this idea of personal brand. But in the way, in this way, think of it as a way to scale your reputation. It's like scalable reputation. So do you want the reputation of being someone forcing someone to hold a sign that says something? No, the answer is no. There are definitely unique traits and characteristics about each person, each sales professional, each manager that no one else has. And I always say lean in to those characteristics because when you try to be everyone else, like I'd be a really crappy version of Michael Cirillo. I'd be a really crappy version of Glenn Lendy. I'd be a really crappy version of Brian Benstock because I'm not wired in any of those ways exactly, right? I need to be a version of myself. I need to be myself. And so when you're trying to build out that brand, like, hey, when guys lean into the hip hop, right? And like, like a, like a, like Gabe McDeal, like out in Pittsburgh, you know, and uh, like, hey, that's cool because that's really him, right? Yeah. 
He has the neck tattoos. He's really friendly. He's fun. If you look at his Instagram account, it all works together, right? He really does. But when you try to like be that guy and be a copycat, it doesn't come off well. When the truth is there's something unique about you that you should be leaning into and talking to. I don't know. Do you like ukulele? Like, well, you should play the ukulele. Are you shy? Lean into being shy. Like that's okay. And when you do that, people really just want to understand that they're getting the real you because everyone can sniff out a fake better than ever before because we're dealt so many fakes on a regular basis. So the second, the second it becomes fake, um, people are going to migrate away from it. Like yeah. the bottom line, they just are. Yeah. I love that. Now, how do you translate that? We, we've seen some good examples of that. For, for example, we, we see some car sales professionals in particular, who lean into the fact that they actually do like the ukulele. And so what do they do? They, they incorporate that into the work. Mm -hmm. Do you think you need to have that level of perhaps um, being unapologetic in who you are? Like, I think people are so shy about showing who they really are because they don't think that they are likable or like they're worth much. I love that you brought in your belief system, right? As a Christian myself, I also believe what you said. Um, that how can I in one breath say that I'm a child of God and then in the next breath say I am not good enough mm-hmm. or I am not going to be worthy enough or likable right. enough. Right, who's, who's wrong? Who's wrong there, right? <laughs> you wrong exactly. is God wrong. Is one of you is wrong. You, you are so worthless that I died for you. Like, it, I don't know how that, I, I can't, right. I can't reconcile <laughs> that, that in my brain. Right. I guess I wasted my, my time. Yeah, I right. guess I wasted my time, man. I could have lived yeah. a lot longer than 33 or right. however old Jesus was. But but how do you, I guess, how do you get comfortable? I, I, we have this thing in the in the business where everybody feels like they need to get permission. Oh, I mm-hmm. can't do that because my leader's not going to let me do that or it seems like it's off protocol. So when you're working with your clients, as, as you're working with professionals in the industry, what do you recommend that they do? What's a good starting place? Um. So we're, we're talking mostly, we're thinking like sales professionals. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, but I mean, this could be leadership as well, but I think the ones I mean, that are I most eager. I think it eager. should be uh, ones that are most eager, but I am honestly seeing a lot of managers and general managers starting to creep out when they have the desire and personality for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're doing it as well. There's, there's this, like, so when I talk to dealers, I'm saying you for your store need to cultivate and strategically develop a brand for yourself, not just for personal brand, but for your store, because you need to have some kind of strength there because what's going to happen is your salespeople are going to build their brand and they're going to hold all the equity. So they now have the loyalty. They now have the following, right? Just, just like the way like a rock star realtor would. Right. You know, then they go from one broker to another and now the broker's vulnerable. So on that side, I say dealers, hey, your brand has to mean something holistically. Now, your salespeople should have brands within that, but it should all be tethered to some core beliefs and some real brand development. Now, on the flip side of that, when I talk to the salespeople, I'm like, you want to own all the equity, <laughs> right? You know, it's yeah. both sides. Like you want the biggest brand because when that, you're going to get the best deal, you're going to get the best comp plan. <laughs> um, you know, they're going to want to keep you happy. Yeah. And I have... I, I've seen scenarios where that just works really, really well when both people function. Now, there's one dealer group I can think of we work with. They have um, uh, um, they have a Latin American woman who has an amazing brand, 
she has a radio show and she like has this article in, in the, you know, the local paper and it's great, but the dealer also knows what they're about. And those things work really well together. So um, I think they all work and everyone should be doing it because that really is part of the hustle of the game is like, Hey, but there are enough people in the world and in any community that different people are going to connect with the salesperson that will connect with the umbrella brand. So if you're a salesperson and you want to start building a brand, it starts with listening. It really does. You need to not just be pushing out content. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Start to contribute to other people in your community. If I'm a salesperson, mm-hmm. I want to be a Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk puts it this way. He's like, I want to be the mayor. I want to be the mayor of that town. Meaning that I want to just be on social media, celebrating the community, celebrating the teachers, talking about where the worst potholes are, talking about the wet, right? I want to be the person that loves every aspect of my community and starts to engage with people on that level. By nature of doing that, people will start to get a hold of my personality and my appreciation for the same things that they appreciate. So that's where I would definitely start. Yeah. I love this too because you you you've had close contact and connection with Gary V. I do got to say, man, he's got to come up with new word tracks because these are the same things he was saying when he was on my show. He'll, he'll <laughs> never he'll never switch. He'll never switch because well, that's, that's the consistency. Because I say the same things because it's human behavior. He's like, it's never going to change. <laughs> yeah, it's never. Get, you can't get the dude. You know what I mean? Like you cannot get Gary. It's like he's so fast. He's got something. Yep. But but you're right. Like I love what you're talking about here, contributing to the community. Um, I think people look at a brand um, like Gary V who disregard all of the context of what he's had to do to build the stature that he has. And they go direct to that. Oh, I got to post my meme of me looking out the window, gritty <laughs> catchphrase. Yeah. And then they're like, why isn't it ticking? And it's like, because nobody knows you. <laughs> Because, right, the only reason his, they, they like his is because they know the context, right? They know the whole context, bottom yeah. line. You, you, and then that's part of brand building, right? You're building the context. People are interested in other people, which is why social media works. And, you know, everyone thinks that their life is boring, right? There are parts of your life that are boring. And, and it's easy to look at the other person and say, well, their life's more exciting because they do this because they have this, because they've been there. But the truth is like, you've been places and have perspectives and experiences that somebody else doesn't. Yeah. And, and when someone gives you that level of attention or when even, but you have to produce stuff too. Like, let's not talk about that. You can't just listen. You have to make stuff. You have to contribute and make stuff, put stuff out there because if you don't, then no one will see anything and it can't just be pictures you also have to like write good copy and contribute your thinking because pictures never make anyone do anything. They never make anyone take an action. Words are actually what tell people what action they should take, which direction gives context. And like, if I'm showing a picture of me sitting by myself, like, okay, it's a picture sitting by myself. But if, if I, you know, for instance, put, put in the first few lines of my copy, I just left a funeral. Right. All of a sudden that picture has some context that is about to give you a little insight. Right. And that that picture totally that those few words totally change now how you're thinking. So when you make content, you still got to make stuff where people can't see it. But then also you have to give context because that's really what builds a brand is the nuance of the context over time. Yeah. Right. Just pictures that look like everyone else's are never going to do it. It's the nuance of context over time. So it, it does all of that. When you add it all up, it smells a lot like hard work. 
<laughs> and it is. And caring more about somebody else than what you have to say. Like I often think about, especially when I sit down, because, you, you know, I think people get the the idea that, oh man, like somebody like Paul, he's got an agency. Michael's got an agency. Other people are managing their social for them or ha- putting thoughts into their brain or whatever. No, when I sit down at the keyboard or at my phone to write a social post, everything that you just said resonates deeply with me. But what I what what I'm also thinking about Paul is am I going to be a conversation opener or a, like a conversation starter or am I also closing a conversation with a single post? So when I'm out there, like if I'm out there doing what most of us do, we need to cross-reference back to, am I starting a conversation here or am I just making a statement that nobody knows how to respond to? <laughs> right. And, right. And, you know, it ties back to something that Gary talks about that I've heard you talk about, that I talk about, that you mentioned about contributing to the community, that that whole $1.80 or buck eighty strategy. Mm-hmm. I think a, a, a large part of building brand and, like you said, shaping context about who you are isn't so much about me posting 17 times a day. It's about thinking differently about what posting means. And for me, most of it actually means going out into that community, commenting, leaving a thoughtful comment, you know, not the thumbs up, the clapping emoji, the the prayer emoji, or the congrats. <laughs> I just had the best day of my life. Congrats. It's like, congrats. You know, you know, like get in there. Be like, wow, Paul, that is so amazing. I love, like I'm picking up on what you're, the vibe that you're putting out right now. And it's super exciting. Like, tell us more about what happened. Yes. Right. That's social. That's Can you social. imagine if you were a conversation and someone told you something they were excited about and you went, congrats. And then you didn't say anything else. Do you think it's because everybody <laughs> wants to be the celebrity? They think if I am posting more on other people's stuff or contributing more on other people's stuff, that it makes me not be the the, the person anymore. And I want to be the person. Yeah. Oh, that, that does. I mean, it, it gets to the, the very core of your motivations, right? Actually talk about clarity. If, if that is tedious to you or that sounds terrible or that sounds slow or that sounds long, then you need to, I think, get, you just got a little perspective on your motivations. Mm-hmm. And if your, if your personal brand building and your, your kind of effort and desire to move in that direction isn't oriented to how can I give, then you're always going to have a harder time. If you're always starting with what can I get? I mean, look, there are ways to just build something to get. There are ways, but I would argue they take a lot longer. They're um, a lot more volatile, as in they can disappear overnight. But when you you build a brand or anything based on what can I give, um, that's, that's, a, that's a foundation, right? Storms are going to come and the foundation will still be there, even if they do. And so um, I think that what you said, like the word you used several times just then is contribute, contribute. Like, how can you contribute? Because it's easy to look, you know, the depth of a personal brand is very difficult to tell. I've learned this. It's very difficult to tell from the surface because the, the, the baseline vanity metrics of like likes, followers, right? They're okay. Like those metrics are okay. And we should look at engagement and, and, and the insights to, to kind of understand how people are interacting. Right. But I can tell you firsthand, the depth of relationships and things that happen not in front of everybody and you can probably vouch for this too, are far more the valuable things than the ones that anybody can see in the comments or in the follow count or in the likes. 
when people start DMing you and emailing and calling and relationships and inviting you, and it actually generates into real business, real opportunity, real relationship, none of that stuff is visible on the front side of my social media whatsoever. Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. If you're ready to make big changes in your life and career and want to connect with positive, nurturing automotive professionals, join my exclusive DPB Pro community on Facebook. That's where we share information, ideas, and content that isn't shared anywhere else. I can't wait to meet you there. Thanks for listening.